We interrupt this transmission to bring you the following live broadcast. It's Wednesday! It's 6 p.m. It's the Big So Joe Show. And Brian, yeah. and Brian is here and convinced me to come outside. Oh, it's so fucking nice. It is nice out. I will give you. I will give you that, ladies and gentlemen. Deal with the uh, the loud noises and shit because what's gonna happen in like in like less than a month is I will be sequestered into a corner office that we we call. Uh, what do you what do you call your studios? You call Fropac, right? That, that is the Fropac Studios. Yes. He calls the Fropac Studios. I call I call it Coffin Studios, because I will die there, lonely and afraid, <laughs> with just his smile keep like shining his bright teeth at me. Or I don't know. I just it's it's beautiful out. It's gonna be crappy because it's fucking Buffalo. So. Yeah, I well that's why I I convinced you convinced me to come out here is because it's nice out. I was, uh, my outlook was, but it's quiet in the studio, kinda. Kinda. <laughs> it's quieter in the yeah. studio. I, I know. <laughs> For the most part, it's just like grasshoppers right now. Yeah, birds, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a very peaceful, and it's a very peaceful kind of uh, feel to the show. Oh, when there are not uh, children on motorbikes uh, yeah. riding by. Especially when I'm not ranting, it's sort of peaceful. And, and Mr. Softy parked right across the street there. <laughs> I was supposed to go to um, All West New York Radio and News headquarters. Yeah. But I forgot and I came here instead. But luckily, I guess I guess the, you uh, you forgot to give me the new message because uh, Lady Laura Moore said you sent you gave her the message to tell me to go there. But I just forgot, so um, I appreciate Lady Lorimore telling me, but I appreciate you also forgetting to go there, so we were able to still do the show at your place. Yeah, right, I mean, that's that's exactly it, is I completely forgot we were supposed to go to Scott's office and do the show. Isn't it everybody's office, if we're all part of it, or no? It should be. Yeah, we're outside the all WNY radio studios. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Laura Moore says, uh, I was like, why would I give you a message to give mm-hmm. to Brian? And she's like, because I'm trustworthy. Oh. And I said, well, yeah, okay, you're so trustworthy. That's why when I got a scam message on Facebook, I asked JT if it was possibly you. <laughs> I just love that. I live like three blocks away from Joe, so... There's a house for sale up in that, like, right on the corner yeah. of the street. And I'm like, man, I can live there and then walk to Joe's. But most likely, even if I moved there and You'd still there, drive. I'd still drive here. Brian parks the car down the street. I'm like, Brian, there's a spot over here. And he's like, no, it's okay. I thought and, I thought Dan was coming, and then you're, and I'm like, where's Dan? And I'm now, I'm, I'm too far, I'm too far <laughs> to the, of the porch now. It's I'm almost up the stairs, and you're like, oh, he's sick. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> So Brian's like, here, I'll help you bring some gear out. I'm like, here, just take this laptop, and, and we're good. So I, I hand him the laptop, and I come outside, and there's no Brian. The laptop's just sitting on the table. Brian's, like, halfway up the street. I was right here. Don't worry. <laughs> I had my shit right over here, too. I wasn't worried about it. It'd be fine but for a few seconds that nobody was actually on the porch with it. Yeah, no. <laughs> first off, my eyes weren't off of it. And second off, all the children that live here are pussies, and they went fucking do shit. This is true. Especially because they know how much time you spend on the porch. A little creepy, like, that's how much time you spend on the porch. Yeah, pretty much. 
Neighbors across the street know who I am. <laughs> I was walking home the one day. Guy across the street goes, Hey, Joe, you did a, done a radio show lately? Every Wednesday, man. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Right even, when you hear that motorbike going, that, even, you know I'm about to go on. Even when I'm not going to have Brian here for two weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks? Three weeks. Is it three weeks? I Jeez. think it's three weeks. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. Yeah. It's the next three weeks, and then the week after that, we're supposed to be doing the... Uh... No, no, it's two weeks, and then we're supposed to be doing a show. Yeah, because it's two weeks... And then the third week is Stone Sour, and you're not going to be here either. Right, right, right. And then the week after that, we're going to Niagara Falls again. Yes, that that one we're actually going to be in Niagara Falls for. We're, we're going to have to remember that one. What you should do is uh, make sure your phone can do some good voice recording. Maybe you can uh, interview Fozzie or uh, Corey Taylor. I am trying to... I, I've got people actually trying to get me the Fozzie interview. Cool. I'm just going to talk to him about wrestling. <laughs> so, you and Chris Benoit, how was that? <laughs> Man, I followed your career since ECW. Oh, really? What's your favorite match? Every match with Chris Benoit. <laughs> I'd rather not talk about that. Any other great matches? Um, uh, you versus the Pegasus Kid was pretty good. <laughs> it's okay. That's, that's Owen Hart, right? <laughs> yeah, according to a documentary, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, or well, I mean, they said it was Chris Benoit, but it, it was, it was a picture blazer. of blue, yeah, of the yeah. blue blazer or something. Right. Yeah. It's not even the same body shapes. Yeah. But I'm gonna rant for a minute because I was just reading a uh, a friend's post, and he's just he's running down. I'm not gonna name names, but he's just mm-hmm. he's running down all the bullshit he's had to deal with. The the not just this week, but. The past couple of months, how fucking hard life has been. How, just the the world is pissing on him, and he, mm-hmm. you know, and I try to be there as much as I can be for him. I know you're 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 there for him as much, but the one thing I hate, and I see this on almost every post when he's just like, you know, the world's punching me in the nuts today. Someone always comments on their hugs, <laughs> and I'm just so fucking tired. Of, what does that do? Listen, if my arm is cut off and someone actually comes up and hugs me, it's not going to make me feel better. Sure. So, why so why now you're somebody gonna, typing hugs and, on Facebook? And now you're digitally going to hug me? You can't even you can't even like fucking message me and go, "Hey, how's everything doing? Is there anything I can do for you?" No, you just go, "Hugs." <laughs> saw, or or here's another one, which, you know, the atheists love. My prayers are with you and your family. Go fuck yourself in your prayers. Can I get 50 bucks? Yeah, right. I'd like to have heat in my house this this month. Can I get 50 bucks? Yeah. No, no. Oh, Jesus will pro- will, will provide. Well, he'll provide for you, not for me, apparently. Yep. My son who has cancer, well, fuck him. Jesus doesn't give a shit about that motherfucker. Uh, and, and the person you're referring to, I've uh, donated to his cause, and I... Uh... You know, it's it was the very least I could do, and I wish I could do more for him. But and you have no fucking money. I'm flat broke right you, now, you, so I can't. yeah, you you fucking you went you went across the street and robbed your neighbor just so you can give him some money. So I was like, I give him twenty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> here's twenty bucks, man. I, I it ain't much, but hey, it got him where he had to go. Joe, and then he had a shitty experience coming back from there, and Joe's, that really sucks too. Joe's like, I either donate twenty dollars or I have some milk. Well, I'll donate twenty dollars. Pretty much. At the, well, uh, to be fair, at the time that I donated, I actually could spare the money. And uh, this this individual, it's not like he's just sitting here, like, you know, uh, begging for money. 
He's yeah. actually like trying to provide things for the money. Yeah. To make it worth you giving him twenty bucks so he could go do what he had to do. Well, and that's and that's the big thing. Like I never liked handouts. Um, my family were stupid, and they were all high and mighty, and like, no, we can't have handouts, and mm-hmm. you know, that's that's for poor people and and the blacks. Like that's that that's my family. That's, right. That's right. not me. Right. That's my family, and I got to the point where I was living, I was squatting with three children and my wife in a house, um, and going to like food pantries and shit like that, and just trying to get any. Any any bit of money I could and any bit of food I could for my family and shelter and that's and then that was the breaking point where I was like okay well let's move to Western New York where the dollar stretched a little bit more I mean um, Long Island uh, a gallon of milk's almost five bucks so Damn. so up here a gallon of milk's about three dollars and then it's always on sale tops for like two bucks so sure um but like whenever I was hurting for for money I was always just like hey. Give me if you're able to give me some money now, and you don't have any work that needs to be done, I'll give you an IOU and I'll do it when you have some work. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, um, and stuff like that. And like, even when I'm in bands now and the bands I'm in, I don't ask for like I hate the in, I don't like the Indiegogo stuff when you're just like give me money. Mm-hmm. I like the Indiegogo stuff where it's like you give us money you're gonna get something special. Mm-hmm. Like my first thing is. It's like donate five dollars. You're gonna get like a, you're gonna get a thank you. You're gonna get a custom, custom thank you via the internet. And like another one I saw was a band like if you donated twenty five dollars, you got something like a, something customized like a customized uh, CD or something like that. And then you also got a handwritten letter like thank you so much for supporting and helping us out. And it's just the little shit like that. And and. Um, just the fucking hugs, man. I just hate that shit. That, uh, I have this new thing it's, on my Facebook page. Because I've, I've got like 4,000 friends on Facebook. Because of my old band, I would just ever... I would just take... I would accept any any friend request and then um, shoot them right to my band's Facebook page. So now, the way I'm getting rid of people is if I get spam... Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, check out my goddaughter's third grade recital. Like, you're out. And then if I get, like, you know, if I get fucking Bible scriptures, I fuck, I delete them. <laughs> and there's one person I just, I, um... You're referring to, like, people posting on your wall with this stuff. Or, no, like, these are just, messages. Just po- oh, messages. Like, okay. people are messaging me, like... Messages, or, but, but I'm saying, like, if somebody's posting that on their own wall and not tagging you... No, that's not fine. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, they're fine for the most part. Listen, I, I'm friends with people that, that believe in, in an afterlife and... And sure. Are, and are Christians. I'm also friends with people that do. Are, are Jewish and and um, are Buddhists and, and stuff like that. That's not an issue. My biggest issue is when you're trying to hoist your religion on me. Sure. I don't hoist my atheism on you. I don't. You know. I, that's that's my big that's my big thing with vegans. I have not met a vegan that so far is not just out of nowhere told me they were vegan. <laughs> I went to I went to the food store and um, they had a huge sale on chicken a couple like a couple months ago and it was like buy one whole chicken you get one whole chicken for free. So, which is a really great deal. And then they yeah. also had some sale on meats and stuff. So I had all this meat, I had all this poultry. And uh, this girl goes, wow, that's a lot of meat. And I go, hey, you know, I love meat. And when it's on sale like this, you can't pass that up. And then she just out of nowhere goes, well, I wouldn't know because I'm vegan. <laughs> well, first off, you wouldn't know because you work at fucking Tops. Right? Second off, second off, you knew where this conversation was going to go before I even answered. Uh-huh. 
Unless I, unless I answer, well, I'm vegan and I'm buying this to free it. Right. Like, what, what do you think was going to happen? So, and I just got that the other day from some guy. He's just like, oh, man, that's a lot of Captain Crunch. So, that that's a good cereal, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good cereal. He goes, I wouldn't know. I don't eat sugary cereals. Why are you having this conversation <laughs> with me then? If he just ended it with hugs, I would have I would have punched him. <gasps> you know, there's one thing that I can do for you is I'll pray for you and I'll pray for Jesus to pray for you and hugs and just I want to punch him in the mouth. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's one of those things that just bothers the living piss out of me is when someone <laughs> instead of helping you or even yeah. just having a conversation with you go. Hey, let's talk this through. Is there anything that you haven't thought of? Maybe I can help you think of it or something. No, it's just hugs. 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 It's like, no. <laughs> or I, I just, I hate the whole, like, someone, um, who was it? Um, I had a friend of mine, and uh, their son was a preemie. Mm-hmm. Uh, born about six months ago. And, and he's an atheist, and his wife's an atheist, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And... There were so many people going hugs. He's just like, yeah, you know, my my son is fighting for his life. You know, keep us in your thoughts. Give us some positive vibes and stuff. And then there was one person that just went, I'll do more than that. I'll pray to Jesus for you. And it's just like, listen, no. Like, why? now's not the time to... Because what you're saying then is Jesus made him come out early. But mm-hmm. now Jesus is going to fix his own mistake, or God, or whatever. Like, that. Th- th- those are the conversations that it's like, come on, dude. Like, we don't have to go there. He just wanted you know, positive vibes, call it a day. Like, I have a friend who lives in Buffalo. She's Jewish. And that's what she says. She's like, positive vibes. And she's in her mid-40s, and she's a New Age hippie. She just became a New Age hippie. She was like a Republican, like, three, <laughs> three years ago. She started listening to jam band music and smoking weed, and just her fucking life just turned around. Which is great, and she works for the government, which is hilarious. She works for the uh, um, for the city government, um, so I know shit that's going down before anybody else does. <laughs> but uh, she, but it's like she's just like positive vibes, and you know, Mother Nature this and Mother Nature that, and then people are just like, you know, I thank Jesus every day for Mother Nature, and she go, oh well, that's nice for you, because it's like, what do you want? Because she she tries, it's the live and let live mentality. But why can't you just let me live and do what I want to do? You know, we it's ha- back. Yeah, we haven't had a, a nice. Uh, it's two. Of, oh, it's one of them. Had a fat kid ride the bike. Really? You slowed the fuck down? Like, God damn it. Hugs! <laughs> Man, God bless that boy. I hope Jesus loves him. So I will occasionally be like, I'm sending positive thoughts your way. You know, like positive energy is one thing, but prayers. Do you believe in Jesus? I do not. Do you believe in God? No. Are you an atheist? Yes. Damn. <laughs> Laura Moore is going to pray for me. Hugs again. Aw. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Thank I'm you. with you on that, though. I mean, what, what good is that going to do? Oh, my God. Someone just commented on my Instagram. Hugs. XOXO. <laughs> a, a D Fabulous. Do I know this person? Yes, yeah. you do. Yeah. Hi, Allison. <laughs> yeah jesus christ well she did it on my family tree i took a picture on instagram nice. my instagram is just b lee muller in all uh, just one word and uh i'm doing some uh cool stuff with some hollow bodies so i have 
a hollow body bass and two different hollow body guitars. So, hugs XOXO. But see, I got the XOXO. So I got some hugs Ooh. and kisses. I got two different kinds of hugs. Holy shit! If you have a big rock, I can throw with this fucker. And he's a fucking ginger too. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love gingers like Ginny Weasley from fucking Harry Potter. Like, yeah, that's cool. Hell, even the Weasley, the Weasley twins are funny because they're first off they're identical twins, and then they're gingers, so they doubly don't have souls. <laughs> but um, I, I I love them and shit like that. But I just. I don't know. I love women with red hair, too. I didn't know I had a thing for women with red hair until I started this... Um, I was with my current girlfriend, and she's got red hair. And I'm like, man, this chick's hot. What the fuck? It's like he slows down, and then it gets closer to the... He's, he's gonna pop a wheelie onto the, the porch next time. <laughs> like Ariel from The Little Mermaid? Mm, I don't care which half, as long as there's red hair. <laughs> Were we having that conversation the other day? I, th I music think is so. Art? Yeah, I think so. <sighs> we saw music as art. We went to music as art. Hugs. <laughs> Nobody tried to hug me. Nobody tried to hug you. I found out who that. I got hugs. I found out who that guy was. Yeah, you you told me. Yeah. Uh, I was there when you figured it out. And I had a meet. I had a meeting with him yesterday, and I actually told him, like, dude, I had no idea who the fuck you were. <laughs> He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He's like. Why didn't you know who I was? I'm like, because last time I saw you in person, you looked like a surfer, a 12-year-old surfer kid. Now you have <laughs> facial hair. You hit puberty since last time I saw you. He's like, when you first saw me, I was like 19. I'm like, yeah, you hit puberty. It's okay <laughs> to be a late bloomer and shit. Like, it was just fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You and I split up for a brief period of time for reasons. Uh, and hugs! That, and that, <laughs> that guy was behind me. Yeah, I got hugs while, you were, while we were while we were not together. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so uh, this dude was behind me, so I was going to be like, hey, man, you know, Brian really sucks at introducing people. Uh, I'm Joe. Nice to meet you. You know, and, and then report back to you like, hey, that guy's name was uh, whatever his name was. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, nah, fuck it. I want to finish watching this band. <laughs> whatever band it is. Whatever band it was. <laughs> yeah, we'll stay the fuck out of that one. That combination. <laughs> So a couple of, I, I, yeah, I went to Music is Art Friday night, actually. I, yeah, I wasn't invited. <laughs> I, I did post on Facebook, hey, who's going to see Dirty Smile at Music is Art tonight? You know you know damn well that I'm rarely on Facebook until like 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> this is true. Like, I keep getting hot chicks, they're like, who wants to, you know, who wants to go to a rave and take Molly with me? And I'm like, yeah, oh, it's 12 hours ago. <laughs> No, I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Uh, Could you imagine me going to a rave? Oh no. my god, it'd be just... <laughs> I have such fucking sensitivity to, to noises already, and I'm in a goddamn rock band. Could you fucking imagine? Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Give me ecstasy, and I just, like, pass the... There's a thing, uh, what was it? It's, it's like you take ecstasy, and then you watch a television show. I just saw it on Seth Meyers today. Um, I forgot what it was, and I'm like, but it, sound, it sounded so good. It's like, watch the Food Network and take ecstasy. I'm like, wow, that actually sounds really good. <laughs> so, um... But, yeah, dude, I'm sorry for interrupting, but no, music is our music Friday. Got, yeah, that, well, uh, I went... Uh, they only had the main the uh, main outdoor stage going. Uh, I went... Uh, I caught uh, a band called E-Life 7. They were really good. Uh, kind of like a jam band. Uh, they were pretty good. And then I caught uh, Dirty Smile. 
who are also playing at Nietzsche's this Friday night. Oh, you're gonna go to Nietzsche's? You got, you got your kid. I, I might not have my kid, so if oh. I don't have my kid, I might go. You gonna kill her? No, I'm not gonna kill my kid. Throw her in a closet? No. See, I make these jokes. I know I'm, it, there's gonna be a fucking day where you're like, oh yeah, my my daughter died, and I I don't I don't wish this. I don't. I hope this never happens. But I'm gonna I'm my luck. Like I I went to someone's uh, birthday party a couple of weeks ago, um, and they're like, yeah, so so and so. Uh, they're like, yeah, so so and so is coming, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna kick his, I'm gonna kick his ass in laser tag, and I'm gonna make him cry on to his mom, and uh, he's just like, well, you know, his girlfriend has cancer right now, and it's terminal, and his mom just died uh, a month ago. I'm like, now I feel like a piece of shit, and everyone's around us. I don't know anybody but this one guy, uh -huh. and I just feel like a piece of fucking shit. And he, j and uh, I'm like, oh great, now I feel like a piece of shit, and everyone just starts laughing. And I'm like, is this is this real? And everyone's like, yeah, it's real. But it's funny that you feel like a piece of shit. Like you didn't know. And I'm like, right. I'm like, that's cool. I didn't know. Now I know. And um, yeah, I just I still felt like a piece of fucking shit. <laughs> of course you did, because you're a good guy like that. Yeah. So you know, speaking of hugs, hugs. Speaking of hugs, we were at the. Uh, you and I went to a concert the other day. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But we went to a concert the other day, and a, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, was a few sections over. Uh, called you on the phone <laughs> and had you give me a hug on his behalf. And see, that's okay. Because <laughs> first off, we were perfectly fine, especially halfway through that show. We'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. uh, but we were we were perfectly fine. It was just, it was a funny little bit. And, um, and that buddy, um, I've seen him at like two or three other shows. Yeah. And him and I have never actually gone to the shows at all this year. Last year we went to two or three shows together. This year right. we didn't go to any. He kept kept inviting me. Invite, <laughs> he just invited me to uh, the Black Crows, who I... Oh, uh, no, the Counting Crows. Counting Crows, that was last night. Who I can't fucking stand. No, that was uh, Monday night, I think. Yeah, that was right Monday night. night. Monday night, it was um, the Counting Crows. And Matchbox 20. And, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I like Matchbox 20. Apparently they did the Breakfast Club theme song, too. I checked the really? list. Um, and I was like, oh man, I just want to hear that song. I'm I'm not a huge fan of either of them, so I was like, why I, are people going to this show? I hate the Counting Crows, <laughs> because my ex-wife loved Mr. Jones. Mm. Mr. Jones and me, hugs! <laughs> like, it just... I saw this band once, and I can't think of who it is off the top of my head. I probably wouldn't call them out anyway, but I saw this band. It was years ago, uh, at the Evening Star... It was. I was still lived in Niagara Falls. This is how long ago it was. Uh, this band gets up on stage, and I'm looking at this band, and I'm like, I looked at whoever I was with. I'm like, this band looks like they're about to tell me it's a long December round here, Mr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, one of the guys was wearing a Counting Crows T-shirt. Yeah, it's. And they played a Counting Crows cover. And I'm like, God damn, really? Come on. You should not be wearing a. a, a a band shirt of a band that you're about to cover. Come on, can, can you agree with me? It's just... I wore Metallica shirts a lot on stage. I, I think that's all Metallica. You, I think that's all you owned for a while, though. Uh, I did have a week's worth of Metallica shirts at one time. Nice. I don't. I only had one. I still don't have enough. I have a Metallica sweatshirt now, but I still don't own a Metallica shirt that fits me. <laughs> I have I I have like three different Ride the Lightning no not Ride the Lightning Injustice for All shirts, the worst album by them and we have three of them. <laughs> it's my favorite album, 
I know, I know. I, I keep trying to give it. It's funny that you and I both think that each other's favorite album is the worst Metallica album. Now, and the thing <laughs> is, is like, it's funny because I still, I'm still having trouble. I have to be in a mood for newer Metallica stuff. And I really played the hell out of Death Magnetic when it first came out, like the first five years it came out. And it came out, what, a decade ago? Some shit mm-hmm. like that. I think it came out a decade ago, yeah. Somewhere around there. They've been playing The Day That Never Comes on this uh, European tour. Yeah, you're never getting that. Yeah. It's a song that never comes to America, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But, um, like, Hardwired, I still really only listen to, like, three or four songs off that, which isn't fair to the album, because I know it's a good album, and I know they're good songs. I just sort of get really metallic out from the newer stuff. But I'll still listen to all of St. Anger all the way through and shit. But um, I keep trying to get in Injustice for All. It just—it's really hard when there's no low end. Yeah, I could. When the low, when the biggest, when the most low end is James Hetfield's guitar. It's like, dude, come on. I could see your uh, argument there. Yeah. Good. I'm happy you think I'm right. Well, I don't think you're right. I could see your argument there. I could see why you wouldn't like it. Great. Now I gotta cut you. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, fuck. There was my favorite Counting Crows song. I found out the only reason I really liked it was because Nora Jones uh, guested on it, uh, Parking Lot. And she's like, mm, bop, bop, ooh, bop, bop. I'm like, oh, that's a good song. <laughs> and then I saw a live version where she wasn't in there. I'm like, this is a shitty song without her. <laughs> it's amazing how mm, bop, bops work for, uh, work for Hanson. It works for Nora Jones, apparently. <laughs> right. I think it was Nora Jones. Is that a Rochelle Branch? I don't know. They're all... The, they all are similar to me. They all came out around the same time. And and Alicia Keys, it's always a freaking piano around them. And it's like, okay, it's a it's a woman with a piano. I'm, and it's not a sexist thing, because, I mean, there's like, what? There was like three bands that came out. Oh, Motionless in White, Black Veil Brides, and Falling in Reverse all came out roughly around the same time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could not tell the difference for the longest time. And then I realized Black Veil Brides was trying to be Motley Crue, so that really helped it. Okay. And then I don't give a shit about the other two bands, so... Brian, Motion, Brian took one. his shoes off, by the way. I took one, one shoe, shoe off. My hand, my feet are killing me. We did a lot of walking. <laughs> we Saturday. did do a lot of walking. We did. And there were new shoes. Yes, yes. So We did, because we parked. We walked over the bridge to the Music is Art. We walked around Music is Art. It was a nice setup. It was. It, the Music is Art was a nice setup. And um, I hope uh, Robbie does it again. I've, I've seen nothing but rave reviews. And the funny thing is it didn't rain on Saturday. <laughs> I know, it was beautiful. And it, it rained Friday after I le- as I was leaving, and there was still another band or two left to play. As I was leaving Friday night, it started raining. That's when I posted on Facebook, Hey, Robbie Taycock, it's not music is art if it don't rain. Yeah, he didn't uh, He didn't reply to that. He did not. He's like, I'm going to block that motherfucker. He probably did. I don't know. <laughs> nice. He's like, why am I friends with this guy in the first place? <laughs> that was dead on. That was dead on. But let's uh, let's play a song from a band that did not perform at Music Is Art. <laughs> sure. As uh, a band, uh, actually, I'm going to have one of these guys here uh, co-hosting with me next week. Next week? I won't be here. I've you, got work. You won't be here, which is why I, I had to have uh, Earl from Tokyo Monsters is going to be here uh, filling in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dan's not here either because he's feeling under the weather, guys. Yeah. Dan. Dan's I can't believe we've. Today. I, I kept wanting to talk about it. I just kept forgetting. He had a he had a bad uh, tuna sandwich from a ta- from a food truck or something. That's. That, that's... Hey, I just had a bad uh, bad chicken breast, so it makes sense. <laughs> bad food's right. going around. This is Tokyo Monsters. This is the Daredevil of Mary Wood on all WNY Radio. Think so, Joe Show. Whenever it starts playing.
Tokyo Monsters! Tokyo Monsters! Tokyo Monsters! Kojira! <laughs> that was a joke on SmackDown last night. <laughs> was it really? It was, uh, it was uh, uh, Jinder Mahal, the WWE champion, was talking about Shinsuke Nakamura. Godzilla. Or as you always call him, Godzilla Nakamura. Godzilla Nakamura. And he says, and this is the face that you make when you yell, Godzilla! That's racist. It's like, wait, he's racist Sorry, against racist. another Asian. Against <laughs> another Asian. Yeah, yeah but, anyway. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, J- Japanese people hate Chinese people. So, I mean. <laughs> it was, well, it's a uh, Indian guy against the Japanese yeah, guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then we also have to be fair here that there's people in America that are like, fuck people from Indiana, that trailer park. <laughs> this is true. I drove this is on, true. I drove past the largest trailer park in the United States. I believe you know you know it. It's named Indiana. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm friends with a couple of people on Indiana on fa- from Indiana on Facebook, and I'm like, oh my god, like, do you have more than three? No, you don't have more than three teeth. Oh, you lost another one. Like one of them was excited. Like, oh, down to two. <laughs> like, do you got? Do you have a fucking pool going on or something? Like, ah, ah, ah. I may only have one more. Don't worry, I'm gonna go to the bar tonight. You know, and they got they got buy one get one free whiskey. We're good to go. I'm gonna only have one tooth. Uh, Lady Laura Moore on on Twitter. Tell Dan that I'm giving him hugs, and I will pray for him in his recovery. <laughs> oh man! So we we went to a concert. We did on Saturday, and it was okay. I mean, yeah, it was it was, it was all right. It was, it was all right. Yeah, and then we went to a concert afterwards. <laughs> and it was amazing. Uh-huh. So we go to we go to Music Is Art, and first off, I tell Joe, I'm like, apparently, Music Is Art, where it's being held at Riverworks, and uh, the fir- uh, the KeyBank Center, um, the arena is only like 13 minutes walking distance, and he's just like, well, hey, as long as that bridge is open, that hasn't been open in like 15 years, <laughs> and then he shoots me a message Friday night. Now I'm all. Excuse me, I'm all fucking worried now. Shoots me a message Friday night and goes, Never mind. I apparently had no idea where Riverworks was. It's true. I thought Riverworks was on, was like towards the Outer Harbor, like yeah. where we had seen uh, Marilyn Manson and Alice Cooper. And you saw Guns N' Roses there. And right? I saw Guns N' Roses there. I, I had thought it was over there. It's not. It's actually like on this side of the, of the General Mills factory. So the bridge that I was thinking of was still closed, huh. but the bridge... That we did, that we actually did have to cross, was not. So uh, we parked. We found a, a nice uh, elderly old man for I think it was ten bucks. Yeah, it was ten bucks. Yeah, it was ten dollars. And uh, we made sure that it was okay. For, he was doing concert parking, and we're like, "Well, we're going to Music Is Art, and then we're going to go to the Roger Waters concert. Is it cool if we're here all day?" He goes, "Yeah, I don't give a shit." So he was so like laissez-faire about it, so blasé. I was like, "Fine." And then uh, we walk. We knew. You know, thanks to you, we sort of knew exactly where we were going when we got to the Music Is Art. We walked around for a couple hours, saw some awesome bands, some awesome bands, <laughs> um, saw Kill the Clock, which you will be hearing soon. Yes. Um, but um, got to see, we had a couple of Robbie Takak uh, sightings. Yep. Because <laughs> I've never seen that man walk at a Music Is Art festival. Yeah, he's always been in those carts. So every time I've seen him there, now I've seen him like I've seen him at the mall walking. Yeah, I've, I've seen <laughs> I've seen him at his at a, I've seen him at his studio uh, walking, giving me tours. So um, yeah, I've, I've seen shit like that, but it was just it was sort of funny and, um, and then it's like okay, well let's go get some food, 
And I really just did not want fried food. Like, like chicken fingers and french fries for like seven bucks. I'm not saying it, it was expensive. I'm just saying like for that, for seven dollars, I just wasn't in the mood for it. So we start walking around, walking around, walking around. Mm-hmm. We get to, what is it called, 716? Yeah. So there's a bar called 716 where their salads were like $15 or something. If you got a chicken Caesar salad, you got to give them half a kidney. Pretty like much. It, it was just, it was fucking crazy. So um, so we keep walking and walking. I'm like, let's go to Pearl Street. Because last time I went to Pearl Street, I was able to get wings for like $8. Well, you were talking about wings, and I was like, dude, Pearl Street's right around the corner. Yeah, So, and that, that really sealed the deal for me. And then I had a, a pot roast dinner there for like eighteen bucks last time, and with uh, broccoli and, and mashed potatoes. I'm like, yeah, let's let's go there. And so so we go there, and like the lady behind us is talking about, you know, I called to make reservations, but they were like, we can't get you in until like seven thirty. Yeah. And I had mentioned that to you, but we were like the next people in line to get into the into the restaurant. And you had asked, and they said, what, like 45 minutes till they yeah, get Yeah, they said like a half an hour to a 45-minute wait. And then they're like, and I said, well, you have a deli here, right? Because I just heard her explain it to the people in front of us. Right. Um, I didn't get the whole conversation, but um, last time I was there, there wasn't a deli. Or I just wasn't told about it. So they're like, yeah, down in the basement. I'm like, great. It's a good start. <laughs> right. down, down in the basement, there's a deli. Um, you should uh, check it out. Um, it's, it's just regular food, like... And the burgers are just as good. It's the same meat and everything like that. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll go down. We'll go down there. And the prices were great. I mean, it was $10 for a humongous freaking sandwich. Yeah, I got a cheeseburger for five bucks. Yeah. Um, and and they, they throw in the potato chips. They gave us, they they yeah. actually gave us extra chips for our extra, weight. Yeah, extra chips, free refills on yeah. sodas. I mean, it was. It, they, got I, a, I, they got a Pepsi uh, fountain machine, right? And uh, they've got the, you can add flavor shots on it. I've never yeah. seen a Pepsi machine do that. I, I really love that they had a sign. They had like a vintage-looking sign that said "Enjoy Coke," and I'm like, I can't because there's no Coke here. <laughs> right? It's all just Pepsi. It's but true. They, had, they had some Dr Pepper, which you don't really see that often. So uh, also I, true. I was really excited because Dr Pepper is not owned by Pepsi; it is just distributed by Pepsi. Right. Same with uh, Seven Up, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, I think it's either Seven Up's Coca-Cola or Pepsi. But when it comes down to it, that's why. Um. um Whoever owns Sierra Mist made Sierra Mist. Pepsi owns Sierra Mist. Coke owns Sprite. Yeah. So what happened was, is Pepsi was distributing Seven Up, and and they were trying to strong arm them. Strong arm them. So they're like, well, we're going to do Sierra Mist then. We don't need you guys. And Seven Up got their own distri- distribution after that. So um, that's why you see Sierra Mist and everything now. You don't see a lot of Seven Up. Right. If you see Seven Up, it's because they, uh, whoever the company is that's that's pushing it. Specifically wanted Seven Up, but you right. usually see Sierra Mist or, or Sprite nowadays. Well, the place we went to, it's called Brawlers. It is downstairs from the Pearl Street Barn Grill, and the food was really good. Food was good. The atmosphere was good. Service was excellent. Yeah, we had to wait. We had to and wait. They, they were, were they were so yeah. apologetic about it. Oh yeah, and uh, I would I would recommend them for anyone who just wants a bite to eat, especially before a concert or something like that, or. Before the, the baseball game, because the, the field's right around there, too. It's not too far yeah, away. Yeah, sure. So, um, I, I I can't say enough good things. I really want some good wings now from uh, Pearl Street, so I'll probably I'll probably uh, wait for you and I to get some money, and then uh, we'll do that, because we're, we're sitting here talking about how broke we are, and then we're like, yeah, we went to Music is Art, then we went to Roger Waters, and then we went to, uh, uh, what was it, um, 
And then we went to the Pearl Street Pearl Street Breweries. I had to, I had to make sure to specify. I'm, I'm so broke, right? So I had to make sure to specify to my landlady, like, this was payment for a job that I did. Like, I got my ticket for doing this job. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't like, here's 50 bucks, and then I went and bought a ticket. Yeah, it yeah. was, here's your ticket, you're coming with me, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it was sort of dick, because you could probably use the money more than Roger Waters, but... Well, yeah, but... <laughs> but he's 74, we found out. So... Well, you, you... I mean... It was like, I, I really appreciate you actually making that offer because it was more like, you knew I wanted to go to that show. And you knew if you handed me money, I wasn't going to that show. Yeah. So And you wanted me to go with you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds good to me. Works for me because I would really like to see Roger Waters. I just didn't want to spend the money. So not actually having the money in my hand <laughs> was really beneficial. But this show... We, uh, my feet were killing me by the time we got there, but we got the tickets nice and quick. That was really great. It wasn't like the Guns N' Roses fucking show. Well, we stopped on the way and got the tickets. Yeah, yeah. Because every, everything was sort of on the way there. They didn't have a, I was surprised that there aren't that many food places, but there are a couple of, um, hot dog stands. Like, uh, oh, yeah. So, on the corner. So, I, I understood, but, um, we got the tickets. So, then when we went in there, we just, we just walked right in there and we, we pretty much handed our tickets and went through the, the metal detector, no problem for the most part. Because apparently, um, they tell you to keep your belt on, but oh my god, my belt goes off. Like every, every time. Every time. Every, every time. I, ha I have metal rings all around my belts. And it's like, um, it's my belt. Well, take your pocket, you know, take everything out of your pockets. It's your, it, it's my belt. What else do you have in your pocket? I have some chapstick in this one, but it's the only thing. Take it out. Okay, it's <laughs> chapstick. Okay, do you have anything else? My cell phone, but it's not even ringing where my cell phone is. Take it out. It's like, holy shit. And, like, now I just have, like, this whole bunch of, like, papers. This and, is all and, true, And, like, by the money way. and stuff. Like, I didn't have, thank God I didn't have my wallet. Could you, like, just chains everywhere and shit. Like, they, they would have gone insane. But, so, and I'm like, it's my, it's my freaking belt. And then, and then some other guy goes to her and goes, you can go. I was like. No, you know what it was? is because, like, it kept, like, going off near your pocket. Yeah. And you're like, there's nothing else in my pocket. She's like, what else is in your pocket? And the guy was like, lift up your shirt. And you lift up your shirt, and your belt buckle is right above your pocket. Yeah. And, like, oh, that's what's setting it off. It's like, I've been telling you guys I'm wearing a freaking <laughs> belt. Like, my God. I'm telling you it's a metal. Like, what, what do you want me to do? Thank God I don't have a bullet belt. I mean, I get shot or something. Like, yeah. Or we, were, we were talking about belts... Uh, after this happened, because I was telling you, like when I was getting, when I was going to do all the stuff for the divorce, my belt would always set off the metal detector, yeah. and they were always like, take it off, throw it in the thing. It's like, dude, like my pants are gonna fall. No, take it off, throw it in the thing. Cause it got to the point where it's like, fuck it, I'm not wearing a belt. If my pants fall down, my pants fucking fall down. I did find it funny that uh, it was forty dollars for a tour T-shirt. So you know, fuck. Fuck capitalism, unless it's for Roger Waters. <laughs> I just like how you were. We saw the guy on the way there. Twenty bucks T-shirt. Twenty bucks. You're like, now nah, get it when it's half price on the way back. <laughs> and then we see a guy on the way back. Ten bucks for a T-shirt. You're like, I only got five. Guys, like, come up with another five. You got a T-shirt. <laughs> nope. 
Every time. The best part is I always have the money, too. And I'm like, no. He only, this is true. He did that for Guns N' Roses, too. Jesus. Even the old people across the street are like, this fucking asshole. <laughs> I hope this kid gets, like, lightly tapped by a car. <laughs> We don't, we don't want him to get hurt. Just lightly just the bike. tapped. Yeah. <laughs> not him, just the bike. I want the bike to go up in flames. Put some salt in it. When he's not looking for some salt in the gas tank. Uh, or no, it's sugar. Sorry, sugar, sugar in the gas yeah. tank. Um, <laughs> salt will just make it louder. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we get to our seats and we're... Um, I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> this is also true. Because it's just like... I forgot how like straight up the 300 section is because last time I went there was uh, with you for the uh, Rangers uh, Sabres game no we were 300 level for WWE since then oh okay yeah so whatever it was but I was like oh shit um, and like the people in front of us it was a husband and wife are just laughing their asses off oh yeah from all of our kind I'm like oh, I can't wait for David Gilmore to play tonight and they're just laughing their asses isn't off. David Gilmore playing right now yeah. Like, <laughs> like in theaters. Yeah, his live, because uh, he's back in Pompeii. Have you seen Pink Floyd at Pompeii? No. Go on YouTube, type in Pink Floyd Pompeii. Okay. It's them, they play live. And there's no one there, it's just them in Pompeii. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's in an arena in Pompeii. And it is really, it's a it's a really cool live performance. So you'll love it. And I believe you can get uh, Blu-rays of it now, too. And okay. Stuff. But it's on YouTube. Yeah, we were, uh, which is funny because, like, if I would have known that was this week. It's a different kid. Oh, I hope he just steals it. Oh, I hope so. If, if I would have known like that was this Wednesday, I would have been like, you know what, let's not do a show. Let's go see this David Gilmore <laughs> thing. Let's get the Pink Floyd like duo just out of the way this week. Brian, pay me for something else. <laughs> yeah. So we can go to this instead. The tickets are ten bucks. That's not bad. I mean, that's... but the closest plane is in Amherst. So by the time we got done with the show, oh, yeah. packed everything up, threw it in the house, and just took off. Fuck Amherst. Yeah. So where we got is we were on the side. We were on the left side. Okay, I wanted to get hit by a car. That's it. I'm done. Hopefully, he gets hit by a car. Um. But yeah, so. What happened was, is, you know, I gotta see one thing, guys. Before I say anything else, I wanna see if he played one song. Uh, you look at the New York one the next night? Yeah, okay, he played Vera again. Okay. Well, he's been playing that on every show. Yeah, so... That, he, well, it wasn't a question if he, if, he, if he was gonna play that. Well, it was he was playing Mother on a couple of... But he was also playing Vera on those shows, too. Yeah, so... We actually got into this conversation with uh, with my with my friend Jim, uh, who we bumped into on the way back from Music Is Art. Yeah, I I haven't seen him in like a decade, uh, so I was like, "Hey, Jim!" It's like, "Hey, how's it going? See you later." <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you're and, uh, if you're if you're looking at the stage, yeah, um, we are in the three hundred sections to the left. And we're like, well, this is pretty good. There's this one speaker that we're like, oh, the speaker tower is not going to be in our way. And it's like dead center yeah. on the screen. We're, uh -huh. we're missing the screen. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. And um, the first half of the show, we were like, well, this is really good. And the first half of the show was uh, they had a pre-recorded speak to me. Then they had Breathe, One of These Days, Time, Breathe Reprise, The Great Gig in the Sky, Welcome to the Machine. 
And then a couple of his uh, solo stuff, which was When We Were Young, Deja Vu, The Last Refugee, picture that. Then Wish You Were Here, The Happiest Days of Our Lives, Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, and then Another Brick in the Wall Part 3. So that was just the first set. What I what I found amazing, and I, I learned something new, is the clock ticks on time are Roger Waters playing them on bass. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> that was really cool. And then... um. They had uh, Buffalo Children come out, and they uh, they sang another brick in the wall, mm-hmm. which was great. And then, at, and he didn't do anything. He didn't say anything. They just you were completely immersed in the in the show. Yeah. And the first half of the show was like what I could picture Pink Floyd doing in the in the seventies, like it was in, in the early eighties. Like it was just pure. They just play the music. You close your eyes and you just enjoy. I didn't like you were singing along and stuff. I'm like, I don't even want to sing along. I just want to close my eyes and listen to this shit. And that's what I did. And then at the end, he's like, Hey, let me tell you this great story about the kids. We want to do something a little special, a little different. Um, they just learned this now, which we knew because when we were grabbing the, uh, the tickets, we actually heard them in uh, dress rehearsal mm-hmm. doing it. So, um, but he goes, he goes, really hope you enjoyed the set. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back and do another set. And just the next the next hour, hour and a half. Was, unbelievable. It was unbelievable. They had they had this huge, um, these huge, huge screens and lighting rigs come down, and then they made the, uh, the animals cover. They made it look like the factory. Mm-hmm. And then they played dogs and pigs, three different ones. And... My joke because they had the pig up in between the uh, smokestacks. And yeah. My joke was uh, was uh, Roger Waters finally got his pig back after Peter Frampton bought it at his yard sale and Homer Simpson lost it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny because I'm just like, hey, I got the pig. I'm cool. And then they they play they 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 have the actual like the huge motorized drone pig everywhere afterwards. I'm like, oh okay, this this is what I wanted. Yeah. And um, very anti-Trump. Uh, very anti-greed and stuff like, again, $40 shirts. Um, <laughs> but the the funny part was, is and I was telling you this after the show, where you two said, um, let's fight their hate with love. Mm-hmm. And let's all be together and remember, you know, we're humans first. Roger Waters was just like, this guy is a tiny penis and he's a piece of shit. Let's, let's fight hate with hate. Like it was, I mean, hey, he showed pictures of, of Trump's tiny penis. Like and made, yeah. and made lots of references to how small his dick is, so but, <laughs> yes he did. Yeah, he also put a bunch of uh, actual Trump quotes on the the numerous screens, which just made me less happy to be American. Just, and and the funny thing was they put the Seven Eleven one that he, yeah, he said yeah. in Buffalo, and I'm like that one was in Buffalo, and then like a couple of quotes later you're like that yeah. one was in Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they did that, then they did money. And then they were still using these screens this whole time. They uh, up until the um, the encore, they were using all of these screens, or pretty much the encore. And it was just it was just so so beautiful, and the imagery worked really well. And it was great because then it was like specifically for us, because mm-hmm. and, and you said this really great thing was no matter where you were in the arena, it was a different experience. Mm-hmm. And none of them were bad experiences. They Not were at just all. different experiences. So if you were down on the floor, you were looking at the band, you were looking at the screen behind the band. If you're where we were, we can look at the band or the screen, the huge screens right in front of us, which I thought were better 
than the screens uh, than the screens front. And I thought, and and you can vouch for this. I thought those were they somehow like put LEDs in these sheets yeah. they were using, and like that's how good the quality was. And I realized like in the last song they were using them on that they were actually projected images. Yeah, that's how good a quality that they were. Uh, just an unbelievable experience. I like. And, and I had thought about uh, something that Nick from uh, X-Hem Priory had said about when he went to Metallica, or when he went to Chicago and he saw Metallica, and he felt, you know, like, it's more about the presentation than about the music and all this other stuff, you know what I mean? And it was like, you know, I, I feel that way sometimes, but not this time. Because at one point, and, and the reason I was even thinking about this is... I could not see Roger Waters. I couldn't see him at one point. Uh, and I, I, I got to thinking about Nick's... This is my Facebook post I'm going to read now. Um, got to thinking about Nick's post about the Metallica show he went to in Chicago. How he felt it was more about the visuals than the performance. Uh, but the thing is, the visuals in this show... Hold on. <laughs> okay, there's... Visuals in this show were powerful and fit the idea of the music. Pink Floyd had been doing shows that were about the visuals since The Wall. I truly feel like if they'd stayed together, this was the show we'd get anyway. The musicianship was incredible. Roger himself and his performance was as good as ever. And the large production fit everything perfectly and made Saturday Night the coolest show I've ever been to. Yeah. And and just unbelievable. Like, And these screens, like when they came up, it's just the building, right, from yeah. the, the factory, right? And then, it, like, it starts showing different things on the building. And then they're morphing and, and shit then like that. it just basically shapeshifts, which is just cool. And then you're like, am I on acid right now? Like, are they pumping it through the fucking vents? Like, it was just, it was so cool, and the color schemes were so great. Yeah. And they did, like I said, they did Money, Us and Them, Smell the Roses, which was another of his solo songs, which worked really great. Like, all of his solo songs worked so well um, for the show. And then he did brain damage and eclipse, and then he uh, then he left again. And the way it was set up was uh, again, everything went into each other. There weren't that many, there weren't that many just dead spots and quiet spots in between songs. They he really went from like dogs was like was was extended by probably like ten minutes. I, th I think he literally stopped maybe twice to actually address the audience. Yeah, like. And you have to remember when when Pink Floyd first came out, they all played with their backs to the audience because mm -hmm. they. And when uh, David Gilmore came into the band, that's when they started really going towards the audience and stuff like that. Because Gilmore was really the, the showman of the band. Having people say that Roger that David Gilmore is the voice of Pink Floyd and not Roger Waters, I think they're both the voice of Pink Floyd. Absolutely. Because when you go, you know, animals and um, animals in the wall was really. Uh, uh, what's his name was really uh, Roger Waters' baby, and Dark Side of the Moon was really everybody's. Mm -hmm. um, but after the after Roger Waters left, I mean, a lot of that is, of course, Pink Floyd uh, and and David Gilmour. But it was not as special as it was with them. So, sure, the way I looked at it at this point, before the encore even happened, was this was not this wasn't. I didn't look at this as a Roger Waters concert. I look at this as a celebration of the music and the art and the lives of Pink Floyd and its members. And, um, like when I heard, uh, what was it? Brain damage. Every time I hear brain damage, I think of, I think of Sid, uh, Barrett, which was their original lead singer and songwriter of the band. Um, 
he comes out, does Vera, which, okay. Uh, bring the <laughs> we, boys back home. We've had plenty of conversations since Saturday about the song Vera. I know, because <laughs> you guys started the convo after my reply, so I got every single thing. Yeah. So I just waited until I figured out you guys were done, then I looked at it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, bring the boys back home, okay, fine. I'm not really a big fan of either of those two songs. I, I would have taken Mother over either, either of those I would, songs. Yeah, I, I would have yeah. taken Mother... Get rid of both those songs and just put Mother in there. I would have been okay with that. And then they ended with Comfortably Numb with this huge prism. and That had the prism, right? No. Oh, okay. The prism was uh, was Eclipse. Yeah. God damn it. Fucking Ginger's back. Fucking troll. Start chucking some of these beer cans at him or something. <laughs> nah, he's in the call of cops and say we're drunk. We're drinking on the porch. Give me a breathalyzer. But yeah, they had the prism during Eclipse. They had a huge prism laser light show, which that's what you expect. You know, they said like there would be uh, strobe lighting. There was only a little bit of strobe lighting in the yeah. beginning. I was expecting a lot more strobe lighting. Um, and the, but at the about halfway through, comfortably numb, it's just his lead guitar player jizzing all over the guitar at this point. Of course. So what does Roger Waters do? What does every big time, seventy-four year old uh, musician do? Chuck's beer cans out of ginger. Yeah. Good. Um, what, what, what does he do? Oh, I know. He jumps off stage and starts shaking people's hands and fist bumping and everyone in the front row. Damn it. Hey, goth kids. <laughs> you want to you wanna move your car to in front of the house? <laughs> no, no, I'm close enough now, so. Um, apparently they really like My Chemical Romance, because they both had My Chemical Romance shirts on. Yeah. But, um, that, it's, like I said, it's weird, because I got to see The Hoots this year. Yeah. I got to see Guns N' Roses, I got to see U2, and I got to see Roger Waters and Pink Floyd. Then I got to see Blink-182. Just those shows alone, like... I've like I've knocked like pretty much like my huge bucket list off. The only ones like Eric Clapton, because I've seen and John Mayer. Like those are the two. Like everybody else, I'd like to go see, but I'm not like it's not a live or die situation. I'd love to see Eric Clapton before he passes on, and I'd love to see John Mayer. Sure, I I I had mentioned when we saw Guns N' Roses, like hey, I just bookended my summer with my two favorite bands. This like going to see Roger Waters was just. Icing on the cake, man. Just like, 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 how cool is this? You know, like, and, and like you said, the dude's seventy-four. Who knows how many more times you're gonna get a chance to see him? But, uh, which, which was my justification of uh, like, hey, Wyatt Coyne, Green Jello, and a bunch of other friends, bands, Kennedy Carpool, and, and things, like, and bands like those. Like, hey, I'm sorry I missed you guys. I'll see you soon. But I don't know if I'm ever gonna get to see this guy again. Yeah. So, and I might see Wyatt Coin this weekend. So. <laughs> We're playing that show at Nietzsche's on Friday night with uh, Dirty Smile. Oh, yeah. I like Wyatt Coin, even if they ignored me when they were walking by me at the at Music is Art. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey guys, this guy's from Wyatt Coin. Just go walking. I was like, ouch. Like, oh, okay. All right, I guess Dewey's the only one in that band that actually is, uh, that's actually my boy. All right. He wasn't with them when they were walking by. We were standing around talking to both of my former guitar players. Yeah. 
and my one of my current guitar players for one show. <laughs> Just one one show. Yeah. Uh, I gotta make room to do that now. Shit. Yeah. So, um, but one of these nights on a Friday when they're doing band practice, I want to head down there. So. Hell yeah. Not uh, clearly not this week. But well, maybe next week. I'll pick you. Well, I could always pick you up for when we're doing. Uh, Cause you can leave your daughter here alone. She's she's a young white thirteen year old girl. Why can't you leave her home alone? <laughs> so you got locks on like every fucking door and window. You got gingers around. They're like guard dogs to people with souls. <laughs> True. So. Um, but I'll talk to the band and see if I can just uh, if I can just bring you along for one of them. Oh, they don't give a shit when I show up. Yeah. I was supposed to be oh, in the band. Oh, it's Joe? What the <laughs> fuck? What were you supposed to do in the band? I was, I was going to play bass. Oh, thank God they got Dan. <laughs> exactly. No, they... I mean, no anger or hate. Or no, we were, no we, were trying to work, we were trying to work it out where I would uh, come down and jam with them, and uh, just timing just never went well. Uh, and they shot me a text, and they're like, listen, man, like, we know you wanted to come jam with us, but uh, we got a bass player. So, yeah, who? Like, Dan Twist. I said... Good, good, <laughs> like good job. You guys, you guys got a phenomenal bass player there. You got one of the best in the area, baby. Yeah, you got a phenomenal bass player there, and uh, you know, and hey, that's worked out for them. They sound. They, Nick wasn't even gonna sing. Really, Nick was gonna play guitar, and uh, a friend, a friend of mine was going to be singing as well. So it was like, this could have been a completely different band. But how it came together and how it worked out worked out really well for them. Yeah, and and now they're one of the uh, top acts around here. Damn right, for now. And now to play a band that we're not talking about. But we <laughs> did talk about about them before. They were at music. We were, as art. yeah. I think they're the only band that actually played music as art. You know what's fun? <laughs> you know what's funny is we uh, we were inside and we were just checking out like you know the the facilities at the. Uh, at Riverworks, we walked into a film festival at one point, and you're like, I wonder if the movie that I did the soundtrack for is going to be playing, and we walk into the room, and you're like, yep, that's me. And I'm like, yeah, that's your tone. Yeah. <laughs> that is totally you. The best part was, it's just like, there's there's like 16 movies, and we walk in there, and my movie's the first, is the one there. Yeah, wow. that, that was great. Uh, so we come walking back out. We... I think we stopped and talked to, uh, we stopped, we, we talked to, uh, my former guitar players, Luke and Dave, and, uh, we finished talking to them, we're like, alright, we're gonna go, uh, you know, head over towards the outdoor stage, and, uh, we walk over, and this band is playing, and we're both standing here like, man, these guys are really good, <laughs> these guys are really good, and, uh, so I took out my phone, and I pulled up the Music is Art schedule, and I'm like... Dude, this is Kill the Clock. Who I'd been trying to get for a show with uh, my previous band. And we've while. played them so many times on the show, too. They are just an incredible band. And that was my first time actually getting to see them live. Uh, so, like, literally, like, we, we're standing there and we're like, who, who is this band? They're really good. And it's like, oh, shit. That's who this band is. I almost quit music watching them that day. <laughs> Between that and Roger Waters, is like, why am I even trying? And this is a song from Kill the Clock. Make sure it's not muted anymore. It's not. Okay. And this song is called uh, The Red Flower on all WNY Radio. The Think So Joe Show. Ah. 
I feel like I've been treading water with a broken arm, but it was too loud to call for help. I knew that no one would hear me, no one would hear me. Today, I found what I've been missing. It's been buried inside of your skin. And though I never asked for what's yours, I was hoping we could share the world. How good were those guys? 
They were a, uh, they were so so. There's a there's a, <laughs> there's a spot in the song and uh, I I this must have been the song that we were watching when we came, when we showed up to to check them out on at Music Is Art and uh, I started clapping. And then the song starts going again, and you're like, it's not over, it's pop punk, it's never over. Damn fucking right. And then you're standing at the, uh, you're standing on the... Across from me. Leaning against the rail across from me here, and you hear the song apparently come to an end, and you're like, is it over? Like, it's pop punk, it's never over. (laughs) Oh, my, how the roles have been reversed. (laughs) It comes right back. So now's the time in uh, little Joe's life. (laughs) <laughs> where he's supposed to watch a movie and he waits at the last minute so he had to pay I, for it. I completely forgot to until you were like, hey, did you watch the movie? For a guy that works at home now, it's amazing that... I lose track of days, dude. I, I really, Yeah, but you like, were losing track of days when he had a job. I'm, I lose, yeah, but now I don't have like a thing that I have to go to five yeah. nights a week on a regular schedule. So now it's like, what fucking day is it? <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So you were supposed to watch Star Trek Into Darkness. Yes. Where everybody meets God! <laughs> so, what'd you think, buddy? I, uh, I enjoyed it. So this, this is what happened. Is you, uh, you shot me a message uh, a little bit after midnight. Actually, I think I messaged you first. Like, yeah. what bands should we play? And I had them all, right? You had them all. I changed one. Uh, just because I wanted to play Kill the Clock. Yeah. Um, but you, you, uh, you were like, hey, did you watch the movie? I'm like, oh, fuck, no, I didn't. I guess that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> and so I rented the movie, uh, like I, like I paid for the rental, and I was like, man, I got no snacks in my house. So I, uh, threw on my boots, and I walked over to 7-Eleven, and, uh, because, you know, we have, we have Buzz and Bee around the corner, and they have a sign that says open 24 hours, but they close from one to five every night. That makes no <laughs> sense. Uh, they just never changed the sign once they started closing. So, uh, so it's after one o'clock. I end up going to Seven uh, Eleven, and uh, that's weird. My screen just went completely dim. Oh, <laughs> don't wait. Review your privacy settings to get ready for the next update. I don't want to do that right now, though. I'm in the middle of something. Stupid thing. Anyway, whatever. It'll be fine. Uh, as long as I don't hit any buttons, it'll be fine. Anyway, so yeah. Until I, uh, you have to actually hit the disconnect button on the streaming thing. Yeah, right. But, but if I hit the button and it restarts the computer, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I, uh, I walk over to 7-Eleven because it's the only fucking place open that's walking distance from here at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yep. I wanted some, like, chips and shit, so... Hit the chip aisle as soon as I walk in there, and there's a sign that says Doritos, Ruffles, and uh, it was like one other type of chip. Uh, two for six. I'm like, hey, that's not a bad deal. The regular like four dollars and something each. So I walk in and uh, and the, the uh, you know I, I get my chips and I get a bottle of pop and I go up to the counter. And I'm cashing out and I'm watching as as I'm being cashed out and they're coming up four dollars and twenty nine cents each. That's Hey man, there's a sign. It says it's two for six. Is you sure you got the right brand? Like, yeah. Like, you sure you got the right size? Pretty sure, cause I grabbed them right from where the sign is. So the guy walks over with me. He's reading all the information on the sign, the expiration dates, and the the sizes and the brands. And it's like, 
See, I told you. He's like, maybe it's gotta be the same type. Maybe it's gonna be the same kind of chips. So he grabs a bag of ruffles off the off the shelf, and he takes it over and he scans the ruffles twice. Still comes up four twenty nine each. He clears the whole thing, puts in quantity two. It still comes up four twenty nine each. So he had to manually override. So by the time I got home, it was like quarter after. It was like quarter to two. And uh, so it's like, all right, I guess this is what I'm doing for the night. And I set up, uh, sat down in the studio and ate some chips and watched a movie. Boom, baby. Why do you do it? Why'd you do it in your studio? Comfortable chair. Okay, that's just you have a huge living room. It's with, true. With a gigantic TV. Also true. I don't know. Apparently it's not a... I'm comfortable in the studio. Okay. <laughs> I know. Because I could do more than one thing while I'm in this. Like, if I'm sitting on the couch watching a movie, I'm going to fall Oh! I did it this week! Look who's so unprofessional. I did it this week! Uh, usually, no, if I was, like, watching it on my couch, I would have fallen asleep, dude. <laughs> like, nice. It's so, like, you know, if I'm sitting in the studio, I can, you know, go on Facebook and I could go on Twitter because I got that dual monitor thing going and... Like, I could play guitar while I'm watching the movie and things like that. and Just kind of, you know, keep myself occupied while watching the movie. Not that the movie was boring, not that it would have put me to sleep, but it was 2 o'clock in the fucking morning Yeah. that I started watching the movie. So, And typically when I do that, that's when I fall asleep watching a movie. That was a good follow. It, it, it was... A little hard to follow at first, because I'm just sitting here like, who the hell's that guy? Okay, who's that guy? Like, who the fuck are these people? They weren't in the first movie. I don't know who these people are. And it's like, and, and it's not like it's just, you know, that's just a random guy. It's like, here's the big reveal of the villain. Here's his face. But we're not going to tell you who he is yet. And you don't know he's the villain. He's just some guy who's like, I can help your daughter live. Like, okay, so who's the guy helping this guy's daughter live, and who the hell is this guy whose daughter's dying? Like, I don't know who these people are. Why should I care about them? And then you find out later, spoiler alert for a, uh, you know, eight, six-year-old, five-year-old five year old movie, like whatever. Spoiler alert for a five-year-old movie, you find out later that it's Khan. Khan! Khan! And it's like, I don't know, you know it, was, it was pretty cool. It's like... And then he makes the deal to come aboard the ship, and I just had Star Trek Voyager flashbacks. Like, oh god, no, you're gonna let this guy infiltrate your ship. <laughs> and then you're gonna have to figure out how to get him off the ship, just like in the TV show that I used to watch at 4 o'clock in the morning when I had nothing better to do than sit around watching TV. <laughs> so, would you watch it again? Sure. Would you recommend it to others? Sure. So you're liking Star Trek so far. I, I've liked the two movies so far, yeah. I, I was telling you, I, I, I considered watching, uh, what, what's the new one, Beyond? Uh, Star Trek Beyond, yeah. I, I, I considered watching that today just to be like, okay, I watched it. It would have been funny because then you would have forgotten it in three fucking weeks or four weeks when then I saw you next. Right. Well, that, that, that's why I thought about it, because I, I wouldn't be seeing you for a little while. And then the next episode is uh, is the one uh, th that you're going to be on, is the one in Scott's office. Really? Yeah. 
So uh, at, at, at the office warming party, the All West New York house warming or whatever. Is other people gonna be there? Or is it really just gonna be us? Appar- uh, apparently, party? he's having a party. Wings, wings, pizza party, pizza party. Yes, Scott. Yes, Scott. By the way, uh, he he told me we're not getting paid for that extra five minutes we went last week. <laughs> that was a good show last week. That was, was a good show. Really yeah. Surprising, actually. Yeah. But um. So the next one is Star Trek Beyond. It's uh, more of a newer storyline. The first one and the second one are sort of rehashes. Not not completely, but... Sure. Um, you've never seen the first Star Trek uh, Wrath of Khan, so you don't understand the twist that they did with the new one. But you will, because I can guarantee you'll be watching it now. <laughs> um, because you're not. I'm not going to make you sit through Star Trek, the original motion picture, because nobody fucking likes it. Okay. Uh, but you will sit through the uh, Wrath of Khan. But first is Star Trek Beyond. That is the, the newest one that just came out um, last summer, I believe. Ooh, there's a thing to postpone this one last time. Postpone this. There we go. Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah, right. If we go off air, that's why. So, so I'm like, yeah, ooh, postpone. But he will be watching uh, the next Star Trek, and there's some hot aliens in it, and the Beastie Boys, because apparently Beastie Boys sabotage. Has to be in every fucking uh, movie. Star Trek movie. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's dead. It's cheaper. Let's get it. <laughs> but um, it doesn't feel like it's gonna rain, Joe. I don't, that's what AccuWeather told me. It's not very AccuWeather. What about your? Uh, it's gonna rain and it's baby tears or whatever that app is. <laughs> That'd be cool. It's raining baby tears because you touch yourself. It's your lucky fucking day. It's fucking fabulous outside. No fucking joke. See, there you go. <laughs> Let's go with that one. Fuck AccuWeather. I, I, was like, I, that's the whole thing. That's why I wanted to set up inside that and the noise. Mine says partly cloudy. Yeah, it's partly cloudy. There you sure. go. Sure. Seventy-four degrees. It was why that was partly why I wanted to set up though, was because it was like, oh, it's gonna rain, and I'm like, all right, I don't, I'd rather be inside if it's gonna rain. They're playing football now. They're not. They're no longer riding the uh, soccer or football. Football. Oh. What is this, England? I wish. Did we teleport to Lady Laura Moreland? Lady Laura Moreland. So I got a really cool thing. I, I wanted to ask this when um, when Dan was here. I thought this would work out for him because he's in a he's actually in a current band. Sure. But you're here, so uh, Foo Fighters just did uh, in playing football and smoking a little bit. Um, Foo Fighters just did a uh, an interview, and it's a and someone goes, "This band is Dave Grohl's dictatorship. That's why it works. This band works because it's not a democracy." So, and that's what. Um, well, I, I think you would know Dan's answer to that is is XM Priory is a full democracy. Well. There's times where it's a democracy for any band. There's times where you can have democracy, but at the same time, it's just stuff has to get done and, and has to be decided. Like the way Taylor Hawkins, the drummer Foo Fighters, went is it's a benign dictatorship. I've learned to keep my mouth shut until Dave's really looking for input. Because I think everyone can really go, hey, Dave Grohl's going to do what's best for the band. Sure. So, uh, and the band's come close to, to breaking up in the past, so... Um, just wait and let, like, Dave's like, I took a year off. He's like, I got, I'm burned out, I gotta take a year off. 
And then he comes back and, and does a whole, like, summers worth of touring and shows. And then they do a new album and, and, and done. And the new album has Justin Timberlake on it and Paul McCartney playing drums on it and, and shit like that. They're like, yeah, it's just a regular album. And then they have, like, all these guest appearances. I'm like, so is it really a regular album if you have all these guest appearances? Can you guys, are you guys able to just go into a regular recording studio and play an album and record an album anymore? Is, is that possible anymore? <laughs> I was actually listening to Learning to Fly uh, on the way here. Mm-hmm. And I finally just went, you know what? That tambourine was recorded afterwards. Because the way it decays in the mix, there's no way that you can do it with a live drum set and get that decay the way it is. I was like, you cheated, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Fucking Taylor Hawkins cheated. But uh, let's see. If someone else goes, uh, Pat Smear goes, I think Dave learned that this is the way to keep a band happy and feeling like a band. He's naturally a generous person, but he also gets that there's an upside. So it, it, you know, it, it seems like it almost sounds like they're not really a band. Like they get, like he owns the Foo Fighters name and sure and shit. Like I don't know if that's true because if if you're not really a band and you're just as employees, you may not get money from the merch. You may not get money from the albums and and stuff like that. I don't know because does he own the copyright on all the songs? I'd love to find that out. Like because. Everyone says he comes in with the guitar and the vocals done. Well, does that mean he's the sole copyright guy on there? Or does the band member still get copywriting? And hmm. just shit like that's sort of interesting to, to see. Like they did the uh, on their back and forth 20-year um, documentary. They At the end of the documentary, they go into uh, Dave's garage and they record um, the Wasting Light album. But they don't show you how they wrote the album they just show you how they recorded the album they already knew how to they already knew what they wanted on the album like how the parts were going to go so it leads me to believe like dave again came up with it came up with everything and they they just put their own little spin on whatever he wanted which is fine but like the who did that and pete townsend owns like almost every who song outright because he came up with everything and just said put your spin on it but i i wrote the songs right so um like I said, I don't know. I just, are you used to that? Like, I was in a band where the person's just like, you know, it's it's all on me. I, I I decide everything, but then they wouldn't decide anything, and then the band would go was going down in flames because of it because they they were taking their sweet time on shit that needed, <laughs> needed to be decided right away. I uh, I I think I, I'd like to think that uh, Think So Brain was a. A, a, a democracy, more like a democracy. Am I right? <laughs> no. Uh, in that we all made decisions together, and I, I think um, because I, I think it was always like you know things would come to me and I would bring them to the band. Like, okay, you know, like we got this show offer. Do you guys want to do it? Instead of just like, hey, we're doing this show. Or, but I think if you're Dave Grohl, you can get away with that more than if you're me you know uh where you know instead of like hey guys do you want to play the show like hey guys we're playing wembley stadium this is the date be there well and i understand that there's a trust there like you understand like hey i'm in a band with dave grohl dave grohl doesn't want this band to fall the fuck apart sure so uh and i'm saying like i think you know being a big star like dave grohl and yes there is that trust factor with dave but being a big star like Dave Grohl, you can pretty much dictate where your band is and when. And like, if you check every Metallica documentary, everyone always says it's pretty much James Lars, and Lars, yeah. James and Lars. 
Like, it's it's their thing. Like, for writing songs, Kirk Hammett's, like, the first one to say, yeah, usually I just do al I just do solos. And, and he's like, sometimes there's no input from them. I just do a solo, and that's it. There's usually the drunk days, the alcoholic of days. Mm. And then now it's just like, hey, you know, I'll get as much time as I need to go into a studio and, and do the solos. And, and Lars is always in there a lot of the times now. Like, when you see the making of Hardwired and the making of Death Magnetic, like, I see Lars in the studio with everybody a lot more than I see anybody else. Yeah. So, but it was cool seeing Rob Chihilo in the studio um, doing doing the making of the album. Because um, besides the making of the Black album, like the making of Load and Reload, you don't see fucking uh, you don't see Jason at all, which is a bit surprising. Right. That keeps coming up in my recommended videos: the making of Load. And it's a terrible... Because it's like some guy in fucking VHS camera. No, ah, don't play what yet. what is that? Don't play yet. Everything froze. Ah! We'll come back to that. Fuck it didn't that. even come up with like a track listing. It's just like, hey, I'm going to play now. Yeah, it just froze. I was trying to I was trying to like set it up so I could play, and I was going to mute the tab. And then it's like, nope, I'm playing now. That's it. We're not playing them at all now. Fuck them. <laughs> no, I'm you can delete that. Those guys. Well, yeah, I'm just gonna when Fuck when those it, guys. when it comes to the song, I'm gonna just hit. I'm gonna open up the cl last closed tab. Okay. And then it'll just play. Apparently. Okay. Instead well, apparently. of we, we we got a few minutes left. I hate that shit. I hate when like you go to a, a website, music fucking plays all like right away, or the an advertisement just plays right away. It's like, like go fuck yourself, man. I, hate I don't like plugs. if I'm going, but if I'm going to a band's website, I don't mind so much. I don't know, like, I don't like going to a band's website and just, especially if it's, like, a metal band. <laughs> Fair and enough. And it's just, like, you just click on it, it's like, dee -dee -dee -dee. it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, guys. This is a discussion we've had, if you can believe that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a discussion we'll be having soon again. Yeah. Off the air. Yes. <laughs> so, I do find it funny that I paid you in the Roger Waters ticket, but it was a little more than $50. Yeah. So, it was, like, 60, it was like $63 or some shit like that. And all I'm thinking while I'm doing that, I was like... Yeah, so when I tell him to do this and then do it all, just be like, hey, remember that amazing... <laughs> that those extra ama 13 bucks I spent? Oh, no, I'm thinking, you know those amazing <laughs> memories that I helped give you for Roger Waters? Instead of that milk and cheese and bread that you were able to buy? Because who cares about milk, cheese, and bread? You got to see Roger fucking Waters. I agree. All because of me. <laughs> all because of me. <laughs> I'm supposed to be singing in the new band. Ugh. But, um... Yeah, so you talk. I'm so fucking tired. I oh man, I didn't fucking I didn't wake the fuck up. I I try. I was supposed to go to sleep because I had a procedure done on my back again, or on my mole. I'm on my third day, on my third time getting my mole frozen, and it hurts so much this time. I want to make sure we're actually okay. yes, we are okay. Um, and it hurts so. That was restarting. I um, thought so too for a second. <laughs> so, and the, I called him up lot yesterday. I'm like, yeah. So, when's your soonest appointment? Thinking they'll be like, oh yeah, in like a week, because it's that's what they usually go. And they go tomorrow at eleven. I'm like, okay, eleven's not too early. Oh, I made a mistake. I'm like, oh, maybe it's later. Nine forty-five. I'm like, oh, I'm like okay. So then, you know, my girlfriend and I come up with this plan. She's like, go to bed. It's like two in the morning. She's like, go to bed. And I'm like, I set my alarm for around eight o'clock, eight fifteen. And then I just lay awake in my bed, like, most of the night. And I'm hot, and then I'm cold, I'm yes, then I'm no. I'm in, I'm out. I don't know the rest of the song. <laughs> but um, I'm like, 
I, I throw my AC on, then I shut it off, and I throw the fan on on my AC, and, and then I shut it off because I'm hot and I'm cold. It's just, it sucked. And then I'm like, well, now I gotta go fucking, I gotta go uh, to the doctor. So I, I've learned this thing that when I'm sleeping, and I haven't slept very long, and my alarm goes off, I punch it. When I'm awake and my alarm goes off, I really punch it. <laughs> so I need to go after this and go get a new alarm clock again. I'm on like my third alarm <laughs> clock in a year or some shit. But um, I was telling you the other night about my uh, about my alarms on my phone that I have set, which uh, I have two. One is uh, set to "Time" by Pink Floyd, yeah, and the other one is uh, "Wake Up" by Corn. So I, I I wake up to the uh, the bells and all the alarm sounds from Pink Floyd's "Time." And then I hit snooze, and then like five minutes later, I get wake the fuck up. I'll, I'll play you. I'll play you what my alarm is, because I was told I can do up to thirty seconds by our boss. Yes, a few times. that is true. So um, let me find it. Okay. Which means XM Priory reps, if you're listening, with regards to the uh, status I posted the other day about needing background music for an ad, if you guys want to send me uh, that track you were going to send me last year before we found out we couldn't do covers please feel free to send that so I can use it in the ad <laughs> this is what it is for the most part that's 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 what I get cool. so I just get fucking yelling really just yelling at me like get the fuck it's pretty much like get the fuck up but louder than that so <sighs> Um, I, I don't think anybody can even figure out what song that was. If you could figure out what song that is, we will give you free tickets to a show at Rapids Theater. Gogol Bordello. Okay, Gogol Bordello. Which is uh, this Sunday. This is this Monday, right? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. That's the, I, I'm working this Monday, so... <laughs> I have no idea when that show is. I just know we have tickets for it. <laughs> uh, let's go Rapids Theater. I, I just... You said we'll give away tickets. I'm like, hey, that's what we have tickets for. Go, go, Bordello. Why? It's not giving me the... Usually when I put in Rapids Theater, it gives me the uh, the shows and shit, but it's not giving it to me now. That's bullshit. Now i got to go to their fucking website. I don't like their website. Go, <laughs> uh, go, Bordello, 918. So, yeah, that's, that's Monday. Day of the show is $32. Yeah, so if you know what Brian's ringtone was, or not his ringtone, but his, his alarm sound. You will get how many tickets? Uh, we'll give him two tickets. Two free tickets. American Gypsy Punk, founded in 1999. Gogol Bordello. And uh, let's see, details. Uh, doors open at 6.30. Here, right. Um, and the show starts at 7.30. Is there any other fucking, uh, let's see, supporting act is Lucky Chops. For real though, this is this is what I wake up to. Oh, now it doesn't want to play. <laughs> Probably because I got no sound on. Let's try this again. Oh my god! That was so much louder than mine. <laughs> he, he put it like right up. It was redding, man. It was like right up against the microphone. So you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was me on purpose, bitches. Still not writing out, though, ladies. It is so. not. It's getting cooler, though. But it, uh, well, it's because I'm out here, so. You know. <laughs> cool. But it's, uh, it's about 7.30, so I want to listen to a band. This is a band called Stalking Neptune, and I don't know what the song's called, because it just randomly decided to start playing earlier, and 
we're just gonna go with that. So. Uh, oh, maybe it'll show us now. Maybe it will. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, they got a show on Ju uh, July 10th. What? July 10th. You're stalking Neptune. <laughs> it's not. Oh, Killing Agony. Featuring Neptune. Beth. Featuring Beth Parker. All WNY Radio.
WNY radio almost smooth until the other song started. It's all my fault. I, you, I, you, you didn't have to say that the other song started. That's just how the the, the, the first song ended. Ended. That's that's, that's air quotes. He did air quotes. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. You know, we've been doing this for over a year. We still talk like the entire audience is in front of us. I know. It's probably because as long as I'm over here across from you, the entire audience is in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian decided to stand up and sit across from me. and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll change it in like a minute or two. I was just, my fucking, my back starting hurts. Well, this microphone's got like four different directional settings, so if Brian's on the other side of me, I have to change a setting. <sighs> and he told me with like eight seconds left in the song that he was standing over there. To be fair, staying I, over there. I was actually planning on going sitting back there, and then you were like, hey... There's eight seconds. You no, literally just got up too, so yeah, it's like, yeah. like I, I'm sure you would rather just stay standing momentarily, yeah. at the at the very least. So, um, 9/11 happened. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was like 16 years ago. Yeah, people that are in high school weren't alive. I know this because my kid. Wasn't alive when it happened. Is she uh, is she learning about it in history books this year? I asked her about it. We haven't learned about that yet. Like what? Just like oh wait no you haven't done U.S. history yet. Yeah, I love that because I I know everything. I knew everything by the time I got to high school. I knew everything about ancient Mesopotamia, but I didn't know shit about fucking U.S. history. <laughs> exactly. It's like, so, oh, man, ancient Mesopotamia. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about those Sumerians, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm walking with my kid, and, and somehow we got on the subject of this. And I I don't know if it was uh, Bin Laden or Saddam Hussein or whoever. I mentioned one of them, and she's like, who's that? Some brown guy. Uh, who's that? Who's that? Like, So your daughter doesn't even listen to fucking current events. I'm like... Smacker. 
I'm like, how do you not know who that is? And then I realized, like, oh, wait, you weren't alive when all that was happening. Doesn't she have a history book? Tell her to bring the history book when you see her next. I'm just thumb through the history book. I'm sure if she's doing any kind of history, because she's in eighth grade, I'm sure it's still world history. So wait, she's in eighth grade. She's not a high schooler. She's not. She's not technically a high schooler, but the high the eighth grade is in the high school. Now. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So so she can start earning credits towards high school, but she's not necessarily earning credits towards high school. She's not earning credits towards high school. She's no, gonna... she's not because it's advanced placement classes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do your homework to get into those. Classes. Uh, I was I was trying so hard not to make that joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I yeah, said, I, should... I, I was the same way. I never did my own damn homework, so it's like, you know what? I'm not. I can't yell at you for doing exactly what I did. Like, I can't yell at you because I did it, but I can tell you why you shouldn't do it. Yeah, and, and I can't really give a parenting advice to you. My, my kids suck half the time. <laughs> so, I keep telling them, like, Wednesdays I can't talk to you. So what do I get five minutes before I'm supposed to walk out my door to come here? Hey, Dad, you want to call? You want to talk? No, I told you I can't. <laughs> but um, so yeah, nine eleven happened. Um, are you just tired of the where were you? I am, and that's why uh, we were, we were actually talking about this before the show. That's why I didn't post this year. Usually, I ran, I ran out of material, so I thought I'd just hash that up for more conversation. Usually, yeah, usually I will post on Facebook like, "Hey, this is where I was. Where were you?" Blah blah blah. This year, I was like, no, you know what? I think uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm, uh, yeah, can you flip it back to the cardioid pattern? Which one's cardioid? Uh, hold on, I'll get it for you. Yeah, and then show me what it is. It's uh, it's that one. Okay, cool. <laughs> so it's the next one. He's, That's all you had to say was the one I didn't right know, next to I, it. I didn't know it was oh, the okay. next one. So. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. You, you, uh, you, you're, you own a studio. You, you, I don't uh, have a mic you, that... You work with microphones. You don't know what a cardio pattern is. No, I don't, because what uh, <laughs> all my cardio mics are just cardio mics, because I get the good ones that, you know, it's not... I don't go to buffets. <laughs> I go to... Uh, if I want pizza, I go to a pizza place. I don't go to a Chinese buffet. This just happens to work for, the, for this, uh, this environment. But no, uh, a cardioid pattern is... It goes around like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, that's so uh, Twin Towers, blowing the fuck up. Yes, that happened. Steel beams uh, cannot be melted by jet fuel. Apparently not. It was a big conspiracy, according to that movie, Loose Change. You ever see that? I saw parts of Loose Change, but the DVD I had kept scratching, so I thought it was a conspiracy. I, I worked with this guy, and I worked with him for I worked with him for a total of like two days before they canned him. Uh, but nice. this guy's like, have you ever seen the movie Loose Change? I'm like, no. He's like... Well, it's for free on Google. You should go watch it. And I'm like, why? He's like, because everything in it's true. And, like, 9-11 was a big conspiracy, and it was set up by the banks and the government. All right, I'm going to watch this stupid thing just so I know what the fuck you're talking about when you come back to me with this bullshit tomorrow night. (laughs) So I watched it, and it's like, oh, you know, that's pretty interesting. But then, like, everything in it has since been debunked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this guy, man, he was all about conspiracy theories and shit. And, like, they, it was his first time ever working in a hotel. And they're like, oh, he's going to work with you overnight. Um, that's probably not a good idea, but okay, sure. 
So they stick this guy with me. I teach him everything I know. And then the next day, he's like, dude, I don't remember anything you told me yesterday. Awesome. I'm like, That's really, what I want working for me. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll show you again. And then they ask me, you know, management asks me, so how'd he do? I'm like, he needs to, like, learn how to be a front desk clerk before he can learn how to do accounting in a hotel where you're also a front desk clerk. And uh, the manager at the time says to me, he says, get the fuck off of that motorbike. No, uh, he did not say that. Oh, that anyway. was so racist. <laughs> it was. I apologize. Fucking anyway. Gingers. No, no, no. So he goes, uh, he goes, well, you know, front desk is front desk, but night audit is advanced front desk. I don't know why would they put him on with no training. Like, yep, neither do I. And then I never saw the guy again. Boom. <laughs> he just never came back. <laughs> kind of like me at Kmart. Oh, my God. It's okay. I didn't even go to, to the interview. I got my $70 check from Kmart. Oh, you actually got the check. I, yeah. You got $70 I got, for one day? It was it was like uh, 11 hours total, so it was like the eight hours I worked and the three hours for uh, orientation the day before. I want those jobs where I just go for orientations, and then they actually have me work with other people. I just don't come back. <laughs> like, do the orientation, go, okay, I'm putting in my two weeks notice. What? Yeah, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm dying. <laughs> um, yeah, I just found out that uh, Jet Fuel doesn't melt steel beams. You're, uh, you're just going to keep coming back to 9-11, no matter I, how much I try to get away from it. Well, um, he's probably trying to get away from it, so I don't say something that can get us kicked <laughs> off the air. Listen, the amount of shit that I've said already, and we have not gotten kicked off the air. Oh, I know that. The I only just... time we get kicked off the air is when you're when your uh, computer needs to update. <laughs> Which is like every week. <laughs> so do you not turn that computer on until it shows? Usually not. That's why. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Especially when I'm like all set up to go in the studio. Oh, <laughs> come on. What, like, the best part is with this fucking... I wonder if Jeff Fuel melts uh, motorcycles. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like he's like just all doing it All I can smell him. out here is gas. <laughs> Why are you going so fucking slow? I don't think the kid knows he looks looks like a stupid fucking douchebag. God, that smell, man. Like, oh man, it brings me back to when I uh, used to steal boats uh, in Long Island and just joyride. <laughs> it just it smells like a gas station out yeah. here right now. I love that smell. I, I don't mind this. I don't mind the smell. It's, it's the like, sound. I don't. I mind. Yeah. But uh, I've never, I don't think I've ever actually posted a thing going, you know, where was I during 9-11? I have. And, and then, uh, you know, I, I was telling you before the show, uh, Joe Caffarella from STEM, he's like, well, you know, I didn't post anything this year. I usually do. And this is why. And, uh, you know, like, and I know like 9-11 meant a lot to uh, TJ, uh, the former singer of STEM. And, uh, and which was what Joe's post was in reference to. And I was just like, you know what? Why did it mean a lot to TJ? TJ was, uh, like, they went to ground zero and it really, like, affected TJ. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, I posted, you know what? I've already told my story where I was. It's irrelevant to anything other than, like how something in New York City affected people in western New York and southern Ontario. That's the only thing my story contributes to 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 
the 9-11 story. There are so many more fascinating stories out there where, like, you know, rescue workers and survivors and, you know, people who, you know, like, the story of the people who were on the plane that they crashed down in Philadelphia, in, in Pennsylvania. Like, that story is far more entertaining than anything I'm going to tell about 9-11. Not entertaining. Not, you know, I, I don't want to say entertaining. That's the I don't know. You could say entertaining because how many movies have they fuck come out with? Now, they have one where they're in an elevator, Whoopi Goldberg now. Oh, jeez. That, that's coming <laughs> out soon. They had the World Trade Center with Nick Cage. Because when I think who will do a good job talking, doing a, an, you know, a movie well, about the World Trade Center, Nick Cage is on my top of my list. I don't, I don't think entertaining was the right word in the in the way I was using it. I think uh, important is, yeah. is the okay. is the better word to use. I mean, those stories mean a hell of a lot more than me saying like, "Hey, you know, I was at work and the, I found out because the lady who worked reception lived in Canada and couldn't get home because the bridge was closed and she was real upset." You know, like you've got that aspect of this is how it affected people here, hundreds of miles away. But at the same time, it's so unimportant. Well, I'll gi- I've, I, I don't think I've ever given my my recount of, of that, so I'll I'll do it. I'll, I, I'll do it sort of quick. Um, I was 15 years old. Um, I was in 10th grade. My high school was a uh, was one of the richest high schools in Long Island. Uh, it took less than an hour to get to the World Trade Centers by train. <laughs> it took uh, less than three hours to get there by car. Um, it, it took like an hour to get there by car if it was decent traffic, sure. but it's New York City, so it's never decent traffic. Right. Um, so a lot of people, because I lived in a, in a rich neighborhood uh, with a lot of rich kids, um, a lot of their family, um, a lot of their family members worked at uh, the World Trade Center and, and downtown in general. So... Um, it was uh, ten something. It was uh, it was. I remember. I believe it was like ten oh five or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it goes over the loudspeaker. I'm in my English class, and I love that English class for a lot of reasons. But one of them was my teacher never. I never had to do anything in there because he loved my poetry so much, and because of him, I became a published uh, underage author, um, or poet or whatever. But I just got to write poetry and stuff. And we're sitting there, and over the loudspeaker, they start going, uh, hey, um, we want to let everybody know that um, there's been a tragedy and the, uh, the World Trade Center. Uh, there's been a, a tragedy at the World Trade Center. And they didn't say what yet. <laughs> so um, we just sort of kept you know, doing what we were doing, and we talked uh, about tragedy a little bit and what that could mean and using the word tragedy because it could mean anything. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big word and stuff like that. And, and then I just I sat back and wrote more poetry and shit like that and went gaga over uh, the illegal alien that uh, was next to me because she was so hot. <laughs> um, but um, so I did um, we my next class I had off and I don't know about any other high schools. My high school, there's a center area of the entire high school that feeds into it called the commons area. And that had a huge flat screen TV there and um, they had the news on there. And they always have the news on there for the most part. So um, this was nothing special, but the images were. Yeah. And um, and it was it was it was hard to watch because by the time I got out, they were saying two planes have hit the World Trade Center towers, 
And they had, um, and they kept showing it over and over and over and over again. And it was weird because it almost looked like a movie. Because they never showed just one clean shot of a plane going in. It was a plane going in and then they moved to another, sh- uh, like, another cut. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a J.J. Abrams movie because it was just a cut and a cut. Because, <laughs> like, so here, sure. check it out from this side and this side and this side. And all I can think is I'm like, well, first off, I'm like, and at this point, I'm an anarchist and I'm a disingenuous youth at this point. Like, I just, I, I'm i just starting to read uh, communism uh, and, and the Marxist beliefs and, and going, you know, Lenin wasn't crazy. It was... Uh, it, it was Stalin, and I was just like, who would do this, though? Like, who... It, it doesn't... Because it, it comes down to you're killing people that are innocent. Yeah. And, and I was just like, what... It, and most people were sort of already getting done to it, and I started seeing friends and family um, going up to the office, and their parents were taking them home because one of the uh, their other parent was at the Trade Center working there. And that was sort of... And that... It got heavier for me. And I'm talking to a friend of mine, and I had known her entire family. I'm, I'm, this is important. I'm talking to her entire family. I work with them in a, in a traveling carnival. Uh, the church traveled from town to town in Long Island. So I knew the whole family. I knew uh, her older sister, her younger sister, and I knew her uh, her brother. And uh, spent time with her family. And she's just, and she's like, my grandfather's in. Um, is, is visiting his old fire company because um, uh, in New York City because uh, he retired out into Long Island but she mm-hmm. so, like his old he, he visits his old fire company like a couple times a month and we're um, and I'm like well I, I really hope everything's okay and I already didn't believe in God at that point so I was just like you know I'm, I just hope he's okay and you know are you gonna go home and she's like what's the point of going home like I'm just going to worry there, or I can at least try to get my mind off of it and go to school here. So, You know, flood victims were in Texas, because uh, one of my co-hosts on board, Wrestling Fan, is a, uh, is a teacher in Texas, uh, down in the Houston area, and she was saying that a lot of her students, because school had gotten pushed back uh, by a week or so, a lot of her students were like, we really want to come back to school because it's a distraction from what's going yeah. on with the disaster. So, yeah. And, um... I had another class. I don't. I don't remember what that class was. But then I had lunch, and um, what I would do at lunch a lot of times, I'd just grab my food and go eat outside. And I went outside, and the sky was gray, and I could smell it. And I've 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 burned my hair, and I've I've gotten first degree and second degree burns in my life at that point. I love it that there's a fucking plane overhead right now saying this. Um, they know. Okay, um, but it's it's an un, unmistakable smell that I will never forget. And seeing the smoke, and I was sitting with a buddy of mine. And he goes, "Man, I can't believe the smoke came this far." And then so, and I'm like, I'm "Like that's people." I just looked up and I I go to my buddy. I'm like, "That's the remains of people right there." And just we went fucking silent. And he just he. Because it didn't hit him like that. I mean, we're fucking 15-year-old kids. A 15-year-old right. kid, no, normally they're not thinking that. They're like, oh, shit, like, you know, some people died, and you don't get close to, to a tragedy like that. Uh, I'll give mine real quick, was I was working at a place called uh, Commercial Fabrics, uh, and um, we didn't have a TV, we just had a radio, and I remember 
Uh, we always listen to uh, 97.7 Hits FM out of out of uh, St. Catharines, Ontario. Uh, and they always did, like, Mandatory Mondays. And this was going to be the first, uh, which they played Metallica every hour on the hour on Mondays. This was going to be the first Tragically Tuesday where they would play uh, songs from the Tragically Hip every hour on the hour. Uh, but, like, you know, I, I heard something about the Twin Towers... Uh, early in the morning, didn't think anything of it until uh, first break. And first break was when I talked to the secretary who lived in Canada and was crying because she didn't know how she got home. Uh, she was getting home, and or if she was going to be able to get home, uh, because they were going to close down the borders and everything. And that's, you know, she explained to me what was going on because we didn't have a TV, we just had a radio, and I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Um, and then just to get home and see everything on TV and just see it all, uh, you know, the aftermath of it all and just, you know, holy shit, like... Yeah, my, uh, they didn't send anybody home. If you wanted to go home and your parents were like, we want to take so-and-so home, they did that, but they didn't send anybody home. Like, what I've right. been learning over the years is a lot of schools all over the U.S. were like, go home and be with your families. I'm like, I didn't get that. And I don't know if it was, let's do a business as usual. Very similar to the Owen Hart tragedy when he passed away sure. on live on pay-per-view. They kept it going because it's like, you know, what do we do? Do we just stop? Would he have wanted that? Would these people at, in the trade centers want that? But anyway, I got home that day and um, my mom is already home from work and she is just, she's bawling. And she, sure. for a few days... Um, you know, I'm still going to school, and we're discussing this in most classes. It's like, it wasn't business as usual. We were in school, but we were talking about the tragedy and, and stuff that we're hearing on television. And I had some teachers that were like, you know, let's not let's not be angry at at the people who, who did this. And let's, let's not get revenge. Let's find out why they did this and learn from this. And maybe there's something that can be learned not on just their side, but on our side. And... And we can't be blaming an entire religion because of this. And mm -hmm. like again, I, li I I got to be in a very I was luck fortunate enough to be in a in a very liberal school. So it wasn't just let's kill them, let's kill brown <laughs> people. Um, but especially because there were a lot of people from the Middle East that were in my school. And, yeah. And they didn't come for weeks. Some of them a few months because they were afraid of what. Yeah, was absolutely. Happen. I, I'd imagine. And uh, my friend comes to me. She, um, I ended up going to awake but she came to me uh, a couple days after 9-11 she goes uh, my grandfather's company was called and he did the only thing that he that he thought he could do was go with them and he hopped on one of the engines and then went in there and there was an entire it was the uh, I believe it was the south building there was an entire um, daycare of children and nobody, and he asked if anybody was in there. And everyone's like, I don't know, I just I got out. And he went in there, and he saved about 20 children Damn. and a couple adults. And then someone said, I don't know if there's any more in there. And he goes, I'm going to go check. And he walked in there, and that was the last time anybody ever saw him. And, oh, wow. I, and I took that, and I'm like, that, see, I'm like, that's a fucking hero. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I, I go and I've, I've and, said this, and that's and that's the person whose story is important to tell. Yeah, that's my friend's that's my friend's story, and I will never take that and 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 make light of that situation. No. Except for, you know, when it didn't matter the the color of those children, it didn't matter the religion no. of those children. It was these are human beings, 
And it doesn't matter if you're 60 years old, 100 years old, or two years old. You deserve a chance. You deserve to live. And this guy decided, you know, it was worth losing his life trying to save another's. And that's, when I think of 9-11, I think of that. And then when, you know, more stuff comes out, I think of the politics behind it and realize that it was something that could have been stopped one way or another. And then you have to, when you get older, you realize, you know, if this was, if it was, if this was stopped, something else would have occurred. But when I, the way I really look at 9-11 is I was, I was as close to it as, as, as I could be without actually being in New York City. And, um. So I think of the, the heroism of people that did not need to be heroic. Mm-hmm. And when you when you think of 9-11 or Pearl Harbor, or you think of the, the people in the military going over there, going overseas to, so we don't have to. I don't look at it going overseas and killing people for freedom. I look at going overseas so I don't have to go over there. Mm-hmm. Because I get eaten alive, right? <laughs> so by camel spiders. But just let's let's this last half hour has been a little depressing. But let's you know let's take a second and um, and just have a moment of silence for the people that that really risk their lives to save other people. And then we will be playing a song from the band Clear. What song will that be, Joe? Uh, it's going to be a single from their second a second album from way back in the day, 2004, called Making Noise. Uh, the single is called Picture. Okay, so let's have a moment of silence. And then this is uh, it for Think So Joe and uh, me, Beely Muller, for uh, the Think So Joe show on All Western New York Radio. Now and then 